I'm Melina Morrison, CEO of the Business Council of Cooperatives and Mutuals. Welcome to Meet the Co-op Leaders, the podcast series that features insightful conversations with the people leading our most innovative and inspiring co-op and mutual businesses. Co-ops and mutuals are the businesses owned by members rather than shareholders. They're all around us and they include some of our biggest brand names. In fact, 80% of us are a member of at least one cooperative or mutual. But most of us don't even know that. In an age of putting purpose before profits, it's more important than ever to learn about the original people-centred business model. So we're bringing the leaders to you to tell you in their own words what makes this a better way to do business. My co-pilot in this new series is cooperative developer Anthony McMullen. Anthony's founder of Cooperative Bonds, a worker-owned business that was set up to help other people learn to form cooperatives. Over the next series, Anthony and I will be bringing you a new conversation with a co-op leader every couple of weeks to lift the lid on this incredible business model. G'day, Melina. For this episode of Meet the Co-op Leaders, I was fortunate to talk to Taryn Lane, who I've spoken with previously. She's a real inspiration. She manages Hepburn Energy. They're doing really good things uh, as a co-op, working for community-led solutions around climate change and transition. It's such an important subject. There's a real urgency in working towards a just energy transition, and it's wonderful to see the cooperative sector stepping up and taking a leading role in this space. Yep, the clock is ticking, unfortunately, and yeah, a very inspiring co-op, inspiring other cooperative projects across, across the country. The thing I love about Hepburn is they've got such a strong sense of purpose. They have really strong relationships with everyone, you know, the so-called stakeholders, NGO partners, the government, and of course their members, the core of what they're on about in their community. Sounds fantastic. Let's have a listen, Anthony. Well, I thought we could sort of kick things off um, going back in time for you, Taryn. So you're, you're, in, uh, you're managing Hepburn Energy, which um, has, has a reasonably high profile, particularly in Victoria. But going back a bit, um, you started studying in international community development, sustainability, um, social change. And um, you worked for many years. I was surprised and really intrigued that you spent many years working with Indigenous communities in Guatemala, Mexico and Timor-Leste. So my question is, what did all of this teach you about cooperation and co-ops? Yeah, great. Um, 
yeah, it seems like a whole other <laughs> lifetime ago, but yeah, yeah. I, did, I did work with uh, Indigenous women's cooperatives uh, yeah, for seven years in uh, yeah th those countries that you mentioned, um, but also with an Australian-based research cooperative for five years during the same period. So, uh, you know, I've now been with Hepburn Energy for going on 13 years, and there was a couple of uh, years overlap, uh, and I was, you know, doing international development while I was still studying. So I've, I've very much been in the co-op sector for, um, internationally and locally for, for, for 20 years now. Uh, and overseas, I guess I, I really got to see the role of micro cooperatives and women's empowerment. Um, and then with the research uh, organisation, I got to see the role of umbrella co-ops and, and how, you know, they can actually work to support a network of, of research groups and publications. Uh, and I guess these experiences just really shaped my worldview. Um, I got to see in East Timor in particular, that, that was where I was primarily based, um, how co-ops could really facilitate that value of solidarity that you were touching on mm -hmm. earlier, uh, I guess, in, in post-war societies, which, you know, the Mexican communities, the Guatemalan and the Timor-Leste communities, um, they're all, they were all post-war war societies and um, solidarity really is like a premium value um, for women in those contexts. Mm -hmm. um, and the micro co-ops also facilitated a pathway for cultural revival um, for those those communities through you know practices like natural dyeing and textile weaving and um, micro credits uh, so you know they could do agricultural practices um yeah i guess you know cooperatives can can really mimic and and formalize culturally um cultural practices that are that are collaborative um, in their nature so you know how communities need to work together to make big change um, and how to keep the benefits locally in their community so yeah I really I learned a lot uh yeah from from that period for sure so what does solidarity mean to you out of that experience of, of working with those um, communities um in, in Timor-Leste, uh, they actually had their own, this community I worked in for seven years, they actually had their own, um, I guess, uh, dialect uh, version of that word, which was called yeah. fully die die. Yeah. Uh, and they used it a lot uh, in, um, I guess, for guerrilla warfare when they were sort of, you know, fighting against the Indonesian occupation. This, this very far east area of East Timor was never fully taken. There was a lot yeah. of genocide. A lot of the men in particular were killed, but the women really survived in the forest for, you know, 24 years yeah. um, with this principle of fully die die, um, which means solidarity, but it's probably got more depth um, than solidarity. It, it, it also means things like alternative economic systems and things like that. So um, I guess I, I learned their version of solidarity, um, but also, yeah, got to see how, um, yeah, how, how solidarity works more broadly, being an international person, um, working mm. in that sort of development context as well, where there's this strong local leadership mm. and how you can, yeah, you can act in solidarity to support them to, yeah, reach their ambitions and, and local goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Going from Timor-Leste and that, that sort of grassroots um, survival solidarity, um, how do these sorts of values that we've been talking about um, inform actual sort of day-to-day coalface um, working in a co-op and mutual in the Australian context? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, look, I guess for me, the overarching principle is that I'm, I'm really passionate about appropriate 
community development yeah. and community-led development. So in um, you know our current context, in the Hepburn Energy context, it's it's really about community-led climate transitions. So that I guess that that co-op principle of um, concern for community is is really fundamental to to how we shape our activities. We we see our wind farm as a community asset. We make it accessible for the community, and we are there to sort of support our community to uh, to transition to zero net emissions. Mm. You know things like our board. You know as all boards are in the co in this sector, that they're, they're all members as well. So they really feel. Um, you know, the challenges and successes alongside our members, um, you know, for, for me as an employee, I'm also a member and it, yeah, it's exciting to be part of an organisation that values its staff and, and that kind of, I guess, allows us to be innovative in how we prioritise our community and how we, yeah, seek to achieve energy justice locally. Mm. We've touched on how Hepburn Wind sort of works. Um, so feel free to talk a little bit more about that, but also where, where are you heading, um, you know, in, in your community in terms of, of community energy? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, just, just, yeah, maybe a little bit of background for people is yeah. that we're, we're a distributive co-op uh, with over 2000 members. We're located in Leonard's Hill, just south of Dalesford, and we've been operating for over a decade. So we provide clean, you know, enough clean power to offset the local consumption of Dalesford, our, our, our main nearby town. Yeah. Um, and we're, I guess we're unusual uh, in that we're hundred percent community owned and operated. Uh, and we are very proudly also an all woman run wind farm. And, you know, of course, we work with a number of commercial service providers who deliver things like operations and maintenance for our turbines, our retailing services. And we have a benefit sharing model as well, where we um, we run what, what we call an impact fund and do a range of um, programs and projects through that impact fund. Uh, and then I guess, you know, where are we going next? Um, we launched a, um, a master, master plan and strategy and I guess collective uh, network in our local government area um, called Hepburn Zednet in 2019, which is our community share goal to reach um, zero net emissions by 2030 and to be the first local government area in Australia to do so. So under that umbrella, we, we run a bunch of projects and programs like bulk buys for solar batteries, electric vehicles, heat pump, hot water. Um, we're rolling out an electric vehicle charging network in our Shire. Um, we've got a community battery program, um, energy audits uh, and things like that. And then on a very kind of site-based um, perspective, so where the physical turbines are actually located at our, at our farm, uh, we are adding, planning to add a, a solar and, and battery um, facility up there. So we've just recently um, secured our planning permit, permit approval for that. So that's also why we're changing from Hepburn Wind to Hepburn Energy is to, to reflect uh, this growth. Um, yeah, and I guess uh, probably for, you know, for the sector, for the community energy sector, everything that we do, we do under Creative Commons. So the intellectual property is completely um, usable. Uh, and transferable. We're not there to sort of do it for every community, but we're happy to kind of pilot things and then release, um, yeah, all the IP around that. Right. And yeah, and we are a certified social enterprise under social traders and also a certified B Corp. Oh, you're ticking all the boxes and making a huge contribution to, to the local community and, and, and to the to others um, in, in other parts of Australia, but also globally by sharing 
your IP. I mean, again, that's not not often heard of in terms of regular um, mainstream businesses. Uh, in terms of this bigger picture around, you know, we're all getting a bit freaked out by climate change, or at least I am with the, the fires and the floods, and just seems to be getting worse. And there's a lot of political instability in the world. And it's interesting, we go back to your background where, where you were doing that international community development. I'm just wondering whether um, you have any sort of um, reflections or um, things to say around how cooperation can make a bit of a positive difference uh, to the world. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean, I think that's why I'm still, <laughs> you know, working uh, at Hepburn Energy, um, you know, after, after 12, 13 years yeah. as well. So, um, you know, I really protect my work with the grassroots because yeah. I, you know, I can see um, what, what we're able to, to achieve locally. And I think, you know, Kalina, Mari and I are all experiencing what a, what a really small organisation can do um, politically through advocacy, community-wise through our support programs to reduce emissions. And then I think more broadly what you're touching on in regards to giving our, our community hope as well. Um, you know, we have a plan to transition. We've got a whole bunch of programs that support that transition to occur in a socially just way. And we want to retain and, um, you know, I guess, grow the benefits of that locally as well. Um, so, yeah, I think we, you know, we are really seeing that that uh, in our experience. And, uh, you know, I think we're also the product of all of our positive long-term relationships uh, that yep. we have with, you know, corporate partners that provide discounted services to us and really cooperate with us to ensure mm -hmm. that, you know, services are bespoke for us um, because we are mm -hmm. a little bit of an unusual operator in the space. Yep. And I, I believe that they really enjoy interacting um, with us as yep. well, you know, as a different model. Um, so yeah, yeah, generally our relationships are really long term um yeah with with different service providers as well well taryn i just really enjoyed that conversation what a fascinating journey taryn has had in leading her to this role yeah look she saw the power of cooperation very early on and uh you know each leader brings with them something special uh, and this sort of activist background that taryn has is really served her well as she's developed within the, the co-op and mutual movement and are making a difference around energy, uh, such a, a, a huge concern for all of us uh, in Australia and globally, but always working at the grassroots at the community level, which is was really part of the early professional formation. Thanks, Anthony. I'm excited to see where the future takes Hepburn Energy and the model they've developed. I'll be catching you next time, and I think you might be speaking to an old friend and colleague, Rowan Dowlin of Bank Australia. Yeah, Rowan uh, of Bank Australia, for many years, a leader in that organisation. It was recorded when he was still working with the bank. Uh, he's since in retirement, so-called retirement, but he's doing lots of interesting things within the cooperative and mutual movement at a little bit more of a global scale. But it was really important to have a discussion with him uh, so he could reflect on uh, his experience in the co-op movement. And look, Bank Australia has got a really good story to tell. He's played a huge part in the development of Bank Australia, such a high profile bank. A lot of people just think, oh, Ethical Bank? Oh yeah, that's um, Bank Australia's. And he's played a really big part in that. So it was great to have a conversation with him. Great, can't wait for the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Meet the Co-op Leaders. To learn more about the purpose and incredible variety of cooperatives and mutuals, please visit our website, bccm.coop, that's C-O-O-P. As the original social business, cooperatives and mutuals offer genuine solutions to some of the most significant challenges in the world today. So if you've enjoyed today's conversation, please share it with your friends and colleagues so that they can learn more about the cooperative difference. And remember, in a world of crisis and uncertainty, we will always be stronger together. I'm Melina Morrison, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Meet the Co-op Leaders.